five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier source for everything to do with Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce. In the host chair this week, but not next week or the week after that, joined virtually by on the at on the strike. Uh, Sam at another Sam Chan is currently day to day. He picked up. I can't be there, but I don't know if he's sick. I don't know if he's busy. I don't know if he's got work. Um, he just simply told us that he wouldn't be here tonight, this afternoon. So it's just uh, just me and Omni uh, manning the form. We got like a ton to talk about this show. This is going to be like a three hour show. Yeah, we will try. I mean, I feel good to be here. And I think if we adopt the content to total airtime ratio from OWL, this could may well be a two hour episode at least. It, it could be. It could be. In fact, you know, you could you could almost suggest that we're really going to go full Houston here. <laughs> uh, let's not aim that low. <laughs> Uh, as far as what is there is to talk about, uh, the payload's going to be pretty short. Um, in my show notes, I uh, titled it, The Titans Exist. Still unbeaten. That's true. Uh, and in, in the fray, we'll review the results of the weekend in Philly, and then we'll review the matches of the week that are upcoming. i uh, got some news as to some rescheduled matches. So you know what? Let's, uh, let's just jump straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So I let off that the Titans exist. Do they exist beyond themselves? I, I didn't know what to talk about here. We, we haven't got much news. Um, the only thing going on in Titans Cord these days are, are San Francisco Shock fans dropping in to tell us that Hacksaw is really cool. <laughs> well, he is. He is. You can't you can blame him for that. Well, no. And I, to be honest, I had doubts. I wasn't sure how cool <laughs> Hacksaw was. Until our, I think, shock fan, uh, Josh Dick, uh, you know, jumped into Titans Court to let us know that. But, you know, you've heard it here on RSP, so that mail makes it true. Yeah, if you come in peace to our Discord, you're all welcomed. Yeah, it, it's funny, and I, you know, we're we're sort of making up the content as we go here. But like looking at the conversation in Titans Cord, uh, it's obvious that this person is just trying to get a rise out of people. And like as most Titan fans are, we're like, yeah, okay, have fun. You're welcome here. Keep coming out, and we completely ignore what it is they have to say outside of the, you know, yeah, three truths in life. It's hard to uh, piss off a bunch of Canadians. It's true, and it, well, it's not just Canadians though. It's a well, yeah, but the majority, I guess, yeah. Well, well-natured individuals. But uh, the uh, Titans did not play this past weekend. Uh, they've been uh, kicking it back old school in, in Korea, and they don't play again this weekend. So really, the only thing that we have to talk about is what might happen the weekend following. So the Titans are scheduled to play the Guangzhou Charge on uh, Saturday, March 7th. Uh, and that uh, match is going to be in Seoul. Now, why is that significant? Well, one, the Titans are back in action. It seems like it's been an entire off-season since we last saw them play. Mm-hmm. But some news broke, uh, again, just as it does shortly after our, our last episode. And uh, the Overwatch League has announced that they will schedule or reschedule those matches that were cancelled in China for February as well as March to occur in weeks five, six, and seven in Korea. Mm-hmm. 
Now we don't know any details yet. Like not, they haven't come out to say, Oh, here's what the schedule will be so that, you know, we as fans can sort of plan around it. But if I were to hazard a guess, I'm going to suspect that the Vancouver Titans will actually have a second game uh, that weekend. Now, whether it's on March 6th or on the 7th or on the 8th, that's completely debatable. Uh, but why I, I think that this would be actually a possibility is with one, the Titans only playing one match, they have an opportunity to play a second or maybe even a third. Uh, they need to make up a match against the uh, Hangzhou Spark. Mm-hmm. And considering the Spark also only have one match that weekend and happen to be in Korea, the logical answer in my mind is that the, the Titans would then uh, play at least a match against the Hangzhou Spark, and then we fought. Now, I haven't gotten a deep dive into the, you know, drawing of the lines with all of the other matches that need to be rescheduled. But again, that just sort of made the most sense in my mind. Yeah, I just put one plus one really there. I mean, everybody's already there. Uh, I'm sure it's a logistical nightmare to have to reschedule all these uh, homestands as is, but as the teams are already there, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, and you know the bulk of the teams are mm-hmm. uh, in Korea. Those at least that were were planning on going to China originally. Right. Um, but again, just so that uh, we're all clear, and we'll we'll talk more about it a little bit in the in the fray. Um, the likelihood is that the Vancouver Titans will be playing a second match the week of, uh, yeah. or the week five. Uh, so the the first week in March, and then uh, and then from there, subsequently uh, weeks after that. But still, from the Titans' perspective, I think. Uh... It bodes them well. I, I think they're quite well loved in Korea. It shouldn't be like a hostile environment for them, despite them uh, playing other Korean teams. Well, you know, there's the the often suggested uh, point that it's uh, their second home, I and mean, right. they are quote unquote a very popular uh, team in in Korea. And as a result, it, yeah, uh, like by, by Korean teams, as, as I said, like, it's not. It, as we know, there's Seoul. That's the only fully Korean team as they are based in Korea, but we have so many like uh, predominantly Korean rosters out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we got time until we get there and, and actually get down to comparing the rosters and, and the matchups. But I think it's, it's sad. We don't get to see our team play for so long. And, and, and those uh, Houston matches are, can be entertaining for so long before we get bored, but it, we, we've got time to review some games from other teams, take notes and prepare for hero pools. Cause that's like the big thing that's coming up. Well, and that's the thing the Vancouver Titans right. will play next when hero pools do go into effect. So, you know, will that be no more Lucio? Will that mean Ryan takes a break? I mean, I, we know the likelihood is based on the, the comps that we're, we're seeing. Ryan yeah. is a, a good candidate to maybe yeah. sit down. Ryan, but, Lucio may, yeah, Reaper. So there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first on on RSP. Um, the only other thing that uh, I thought I would mention uh, within the payload, and again, it's a pretty short one, is that uh, a question was asked in Titans Court as to whether or not there'll be a room tour videos uh, from the journey of the team. And Anthony Morocco had uh, replied to say, yes, there will. Content team is ramping up as we speak. That's phenomenal. But I'd like to point out that here we are in a Vancouver Titans content drought. I get that the schedule and the fact that those those games in China uh, were canceled and that caused somewhat of an issue. It's just unfortunate that the the organization didn't have something ready to sort of go out last week. It's possible something will come out this week. It just feels that, you know, for us as Titans fans, we're just kind of sitting here waiting. 
And I'm genuinely curious how this impacts momentum just from a, a league standpoint, a play standpoint. I mean, it used to be we were very accustomed to, you know, the Vancouver Titans playing sort of week over week over week. Now, bye weeks introduce this variable, and I get that they're necessary because of travel. It's just, unfortunately, this variable of, eh. Heck, even the Houston Outlaws are creating content. Yeah, well... We just gotta <laughs> just gotta work with what we have. I know from some uh, sources in our Discord that somebody is working on some translations from some upcoming videos. So keep your eyes peeled for the social uh, media world. But for everything else about the Vancouver Titans that might break after we uh, click to record here, you're gonna have to follow us on uh, on Twitter. There's nothing much else to share. We've got nothing. No insight, scoops. No just a bunch of tumbleweeds just yeah, pretty much. around. So, you know what? Let's just keep this uh, this uh, payload moving. This will be one of those quick, uh, you know, one-minute matches where you get all three points. <laughs> We're going to take a very quick break before diving into the fray. weekend in philadelphia um <laughs> so just to recap uh, the the matches we had the florida mayhem beat the houston outlaws 3-0 uh the philadelphia fusion beat the washington justice 3-1 and then on sunday the washington justice beat the houston outlaws 3-0 and the philadelphia fusion beat the florida mayhem 3-0 as far as matches to watch we all suggested to watch the houston outlaws florida mayhem match <laughs> I expected more out of Houston there. Cool. And then, uh, you know, Sam went off the board just saying, take your, your Sunday off. Well, uh, you and I split the the matches on Sunday and quite frankly, uh, probably should have just spent the weekend having a good time. He was right to pick uh, Justice Infusion like as the second match there. Yeah. Well, but he, that was just him. Like, and we sort of talked about in the last episode, the, the weekend seemed to be a weak one. Right, right. It was definitely a palate cleanser. So, um, Brig, uh, Briggs and Meta, and uh, and that seems to be a, a smart play. <laughs> Especially paired up with a Lucio, that's definitely working. I, you know, two broadcast healers. Um, I don't know. I, it seems odd. Like, was this a like? Was it a coaching issue? Is it a scrims issue? Is it a, Hey, we saw something we couldn't execute issue. Like it was just a weird combination. It's one of those things when looking at Houston's games, you don't really know where the issue begins, right? Because everything looked weak. Mumo was looking weak. The supports uh, were looking, not really, didn't really synergize because they went with, um, had uh, Jexa and they had at one point they put in a rappel in there and one point they had uh Rocka. So it didn't really fit, feel like they knew what they were doing but from some like social media ramblings it seems like everybody is there uh four players on the Houston uh roster are quite sick they got the flus and, and something like that and, and and Dante couldn't really play so there's a bunch of issues uh and 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 definitely showed 
because they had a bunch of people that played while they were sick and and yeah it was it was a rough start to the weekend i mean after the week one that was a lot of exciting matches even even the three o's were really entertaining we got uh florida and houston to kick it off and, and it was quite a poor performance i mean even even florida couldn't really impress me despite going up 3-0 and yeah a lot of people criticized the brig lucio we didn't see brig return again in other matches but like uh i'm, I'm not, not really sure and we did see, like, Rockers play quite well on the Ana before. We see, obviously, Rappel can play Ana quite well. I'm not really sure why. Maybe they thought they had kind of like a trump card there. Uh, odd picks. Odd picks, really. Well, and that's that's sort of where I, I ask those questions. Like, you know, is it a coaching issue? Is it something that, you know, from a coaching perspective, based on the roster that we have a- access to, uh, whether it be due to illness, you know, player choices, what have you, here, here's who we think will provide us the most success. Uh, was it an execution issue? Could there, could there be something about having two broadcast dealers uh, and and in turn I, making it work? Like, I, I don't know. I, I can't say, like, I'll be honest. I feel Brig is either OP in the right hands or out utterly useless right yeah. now. Like, um, I mean, Lucio, they, I get, but they didn't really pick her to counter a uh, tracer or something in particular. And, and it's easy to jump the gun and always blame the coach. Right. But they did have these issues uh, last season where they kept doing the same thing, despite it not working. And it wasn't uh, Harsha running the, 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 the game plan before. So I'm not really sure what is it with Houston and refusing to adjust, even though something is not really working at all so there weren't even like it was frustrating to see because they had multiple occasions where they uh got the first pick sometimes they even got two picks and they still lost Mm -hmm. the fight it was atrocious we saw some rough showings i mean we saw london that didn't impress dallas didn't impress but they still put up a fight right they went up against better teams and they lost but still they put up a fight this was Quite bad. Definitely the worst uh, uh, performance we saw so far in this season. Yeah. The other thing that came out of the weekend, uh, Mecco. Mm. Yep. No reference to Overwatch whatsoever on social media and a nice blank everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I... no, we've talked about this on, on previous episodes that it, there's a lot of sort of, you know, mental strain, but that's not a good sign to see something like that so early in the season. And what was a really rough weekend? Yeah. Like, is there more to this story or are we just, you know, making things up? Cause we knew that this was going to be a pretty light episode. Hopefully it's the flu. And that's, that's uh, you know, the blackout uh, avatar <laughs> and yeah. profile of banners. <laughs> due to the flu. I mean, it's yeah. possible. It just, it's tough. I mean, I, I, I still, again, have a, have a soft spot to, you know, for them, but just, just tough to see. I mean, uh, the, the roster doesn't look that bad, really. I'm, I'm well, bad. no, I, that, that's, that's, that's the thing, right? Like I, I, I mean, heck who, who knows? Maybe it was just a bad weekend. Yeah. The last, actually last, last thing, Philadelphia Fusion. Mm. Are they the real deal or did they simply benefit some weak opposition? It's hard to say. Again, the the small sample size, but 
they look nice. Uh, the first match uh, they had against uh, Washington, who were also pretty good. We can talk about them a little bit later. I mean, it took two times, two maps that Carpe had to carry the hell out of that team. And, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's something we discussed uh, in our power rankings and we touched upon it quite a lot last season where Carpe didn't really show up to play uh, his DPS role once uh, Rolock was a thing. It wasn't that same Carpe we all knew and loved and hailed as probably the best DPS in the league. Man, this weekend, he definitely popped off. That Widow switch on Nepal was amazing. And there were a bunch of times where he switched uh, really well and, and clutched out really close fights. But Philly, Philly looks strong even outside of Carpe. Uh, Sato suddenly looks like a world-class tank. Mm-hmm. He, he's suddenly sustainable so maybe it's a support thing maybe now with alarm who i i just keep hearing great things about he didn't really have like uh highlights or any pop-off moments but he was amazing uh at sustaining the tank line and he played really really well and um yeah they, they looked pretty well ivy was playing uh quite well as well i was uh, really surprised uh not to see eqo start because he him and ivy have practically the same hero pool and, and EQO was always rated as one of the best flex supports in the league but apparently um maybe it's maybe it's a communication uh, issue or or a synergy issue with uh, Carpe uh but they definitely look strong now they they look really nice yeah. so you want to talk about the justice i could talk about justice <laughs> how about uh stratus's socks I, okay, I didn't see them. I, I would be the first one to admit this. This weekend, if you had listened very carefully on the last episode, was uh, was my birthday, so I was out and about quite a bit. So I only got to see uh, a little bit of uh, uh, the matches. I watched some highlights and that, but uh, no. Tell me, tell me about Stratus's socks. So anytime the camera had Stratus uh, sh- shown during the stream, he'd do something weird. He'd either make faces to the camera, he'd either poke Corey. And the moment they came on, they were really enjoying the booze, right? And it was uh, an away game and they embraced that villain look. Obviously, they're not villains because everybody loves them, but... But they embraced the fact that they were cheered against, so they were like uh, putting their, you know, hand to their ears and trying to hype up the crowd even more. So mm-hmm. at one point during one of those lengthy, lengthy pauses, uh, yeah, he just had his feet up on the on the table on the desk with his socks. So yeah, it was it, it was kind of funny to me. It's it's maybe he needs to tone it down a bit because while it's nice and funny, he, any moment he had a chance to kind of do something quirky or odd uh he did it so (laughs) maybe just tone down the frequency of those moments but other than that as an overarch team they they look really really nice i mean we everybody was um kind of cautious about how they rate the justice because there's this recency bias going out from uh, um you know uh stage four where they performed really well and carpe kind of dumpstered the titans <laughs> mm-hmm. by, by by himself but they're actually pretty good i mean they have a re- decent roster and Corey is still a god on dps he, he i think he had the most damage done uh out of the entire like competition this weekend uh he's not just a hanzo one trick he actually popped off on mccree and another heroes as well and stratus who a lot of people don't know but stratus is one of his like key heroes or his main is is may so he's really benefiting from from the meta right now maybe in hero pools he'll have to flex a bit more but they performed quite well i liked what i saw 
uh, from the roster uh, throughout. Even the game that they lost against Phil, like I, I said, it could have started as a 1-0 to Washington and Nepal, and we would have maybe seen a, a different uh, team. Rural was playing really well. Ellie Vogt was playing really well. Arcanem God obviously are solid. So I liked what I saw. Uh, I'm, I'm loving. I'm loving uh, to see these uh, competitive teams that go up against these uh, maybe presumed giants outside of Houston. I was happy with what I saw from all four teams that per- partook in this weekend. Yeah, and, and putting into perspective, I mean, Corey had just under 90k in hero damage this weekend. Ah, he yeah, I'll damage Fisher even. <laughs> yeah. He uh he and to your point, uh he did quite well on McCree. In fact, it showed the versatility that we sort of spoke about in our our, our power rankings. We we felt there yeah. was uh potential here. And I know there are some who would have been ha 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 sure. No, and, you know, RSP power powered by science. Yeah, I, actually Corey is the guy that made me go for that 240 uh hertz screen. <laughs> it's a funny story. There was a video by uh Linus Tech Tips. Uh, yeah. he's, he's local, right? From Vancouver. Yeah, so they Sebastian Linus, the, yeah. Right, right. So he he checked up uh, he had like uh I think uh, your average Joe's on the stream who tested with different monitors mm-hmm. and they also brought in Corey and uh, shroud and Corey just dumpstered everyone but you can see like once he went to that 240 hertz uh everyone's stats went up so i was like yeah if uh everybody improves why why not me and uh, it actually is a good thing so just just i'm going out on the tangent here but if if it works for Corey, it might work for you well, see, that's that's why RSP needs to get itself a hardware sponsor, and then oh, yeah, you could that. have like you proving out what uh, Linus <laughs> Tech Tips has already shown. Tech Tips with RSP, yeah, it's going to be a great success. So let's move on to the upcoming week. Uh, we are going to Washington, not State DC, and on Saturday we have the Excelsior versus the Fusion, the Uprising versus the Outlaws, and the Eternal versus the Justice. On Sunday we have the Excelsior versus the Outlaws, the Defiant versus the Fusion, and the Spitfire versus the Justice. So, what are we going to learn from this weekend? Well, we get to sort of answer that question that I asked earlier: Are the Fusion the real deal? We also get to identify whether or not the outlaws are truly dealing with a dumpster fire. Mm. And we get to see the Washington justice again to prove our point that yes, Corey is more than simply a, a one trick. But one of the other things that I actually like about this weekend is we are now starting to see um, what I would define as much better matchups. Um, mm. Like, you know, you and I both suggested that the one to watch is the Excelsior Fusion oh, to kick yeah. off the uh, the weekend. And I feel that will tell us if the Fusion can, can hold their own and pull out the win, whether or not the Excelsior are still playing, you know, true to form, that's a good one. Because I don't know why anyone in their right mind, otherwise not known as Sam, who actually picked this one, Uprising Houston, <laughs> uh, Outlaws would watch. I mean, in the Sam's note is an NBA reference battle for number one draft pick LaMelo Ball. Yeah. I, it's the battle of the tanks, really, to see who can uh, out-tank uh, one another for the best odds, I guess. But mm, I hope for Houston they are uh, putting up more of a fight against Boston. Because if, if, if they are, like, wrecked by Boston 3-0, I, their season is done. You think? 
yeah, it's it's really early, I know, but like, man, can you imagine like going three oh three times in a row? <laughs> maybe well, hero pulls. I don't know. Maybe the flu passes and they suddenly pop off. But that would be such a terrible way to start the season. Well, they face the Excelsior the following morning. Like it doesn't get any better for Houston. Well, they can lose this that match. That's fine. But Boston, this is like they're gauged to see if they're good or not. If if I'm sorry, if they're horrible or just bad. The final match on the Saturday, the Eternal Justice. Um, I don't know if I'd watch this one, and that's not a knock against the Justice. It's more it's Paris Eternal. I just like how it sounds, the Eternal Justice. Eternal Justice. Yeah. See, I'll I'll just I'll watch one and head Upri- out. <laughs> Uprising well, Outlaws also sounds good. Excelsior Fusion doesn't work. No. Uh, Saturday. So all three of us, and th- this is this is an interesting one. All three of us suggested to, that the wa- match you want to watch is the Toronto Defiant versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Sam has noted, might need to eat my words if Defiant show up. I, go, I don't quite get the reference. It's unfortunate that he could not show up. Uh, but I am surprised that he chose Defiant as a match to watch, considering how he hates the six. I don't know. Maybe he's warming up to them. I'm not sure what's... Uh, I wish we had him here to explain. Well, I mean, I'll, the reason I chose I will choose Toronto again. Good Canadian kids. I like the way, style of play. Um, I think Toronto is better than many have been giving them credit for. Right. But then when I start looking at the other matchups, right, Excelsior right, Outlaws is nice to wash. If New York somehow loses that, that's crazy. Uh, Spitfire Justice, uh, it's going to, I think, be okay, but it, it's it not as... Be. Yeah, but it, I mean, when it comes to the compelling one, um, you know, Defiant Fusion. Fusion, we think, is possibly the real deal. We'll know more on Saturday, obviously. And then we also get to identify, you know, how does Toronto do against what mm. we feel is, you know, a potentially... You know, yeah, a strong matchup. Right. Who did they play against? Uh, the first Tor- uh, Toronto, Paris. Uh, Tor- yeah, Toronto paid the Eternal. They won three one. Oh yeah. You know, isn't it like I get the, again the the canceled matches in, in China have you know made things a little bit uh, obviously awkward, but Toronto played the first match to kick off this season, mm-hmm. and then they've sat out the subsequent weekend until the midday on the, uh, on the Sunday. Hmm. Anywho. Cool. And I, I should actually qualify. I might not even be able to watch the matches this weekend. Cause uh, I just forgot that I will be in the UK. So based on time zones and uh, access to internet, uh, that might not be a thing. That's okay. I'm not here next week. So you and Sam can actually, you know, do all the heavy lifting. You might do some like uh, home cooking for the London Spitfire and oh. cheer on them from there. Sure, totally. I, I will go to London to cheer on the Spitfire, just <laughs> like they've gone to Jersey <laughs> you know, do the, their season. So the uh, other item, and we sort of let off in the payload, is those China matches being rescheduled for Korea uh, during weeks five, uh, six, and seven. Uh. So. What is it that we know? Well, the Overwatch League has been quite sparse. It's interesting. They actually created this post um, on overwatchleague.com, but they didn't share it on social initially. Um, there was no no sort of mention of it until your trusty podcaster here, RSP, uh, found it and tweeted it out. And then it, 
from there, it was all of the different uh, sort of, uh, you know, news outfits that cover the Overwatch League that uh, that shared the news. Now, if you go and read the post, you'll be done in like 10 seconds because it doesn't say much other than the fact that the makeup matches will not affect the other scheduled homestands in Washington, Florida, and Atlanta. I guess they can put up anything official until they know if it's not due for any other changes. We saw how, uh, I think it was Shanghai Twitter that said that they're going to play this online and then they had to redact it. I guess they still don't know many of the details, so they don't want to really speak up on those. That That is probably the only thing that was solidified, the fact that when they're going to play and where. I'm sure there's a lot of negotiations going around in the background, like because these were supposed to be homestands for the Chinese teams. Uh, what is going to be the revenue sharing is going to take up what cost and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, things that they still still need to figure out. But it's it's sad that it's happening. We always constantly go back to that. But what other viable solution do we really have? Unfortunately, I think this is as good as it, as good as it, as, ugh, as good as it gets for now. But yeah, well, and that, better because like these things can take a while to to resolve themselves. They can, and and you know it is. This is not us making light of the fact that there is some serious issues uh, that uh, are going on uh, specifically in China, but you know around the world uh, as it relates to to COVID nineteen. But right. the the struggle that we have here is the unknown, um, and that's not just us. I mean, it does sound. Um, from you know our casual conversations with those in the organization, uh, that the the league is sort of informing the teams on an as needed basis. Um, we had sort of shared a few episodes back that we thought it would be in Korea, and that was just because a lot of the teams had gone there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is still all these details that need to be uh, worked out, and in turn, you know, there's questions over you know will these you know events actually have ticketing available? Are you able to you know, watch? I know this conversation took place on Titans court and a little bit in RSP court. My take is if these become ticketed events, the gate revenue is something that would need to be shared uh, with the teams that had their events canceled. Right. And therein lies additional things to work out. Um, I, to be quite honest, do wonder if they'll be closed events. I actually think they'll be closed events. If they're not, already added to an existing homestand. So for instance, the week five homestand in Seoul, that's one I could see them ticketing. But if we go over to, to week seven, where you've got one in Florida and then you over to uh, sorry, week six in Florida and then over to week seven, which is Atlanta, you know, really having a, you know, a subsequent event in Korea, each of those two weekends where it is opened up, if I'm any of the Chinese teams, I'd be maybe a little bit more concerned that, hey, what's fair is fair. Yeah. They, they're not canceling the games. They're going to keep on with the league. They haven't like made any announcements that they're going to cancel any matches. So we just got to get by with what we have. Mm-hmm. And the the Korea setup is probably the, the best one for everyone. Like the only one we can have right now. The uh, last thing I'll mention about the rescheduled matches is the moment we know they've been rescheduled, the actual calendar that we've published will have those details. Now, you might be curious if this is the first time uh, hearing about this calendar, this RSP calendar. Uh, we've gone and built uh, a calendar for you, either whether it's through iCal, ICS, or, or, or GCal. 
Um, you just go to readysetpwn.com slash schedule. You can pop it into your favorite uh, calendar application, into Google, whatever it happens to be that you use, and it will automatically update. So the moment I go in and update the details, it flows through to you. So you don't have to worry about keeping track yourself. And it will, so long as your calendar represents your local time, show you what uh, time the match uh, is scheduled uh, to take place. Obviously, live events, things can change in, in real time. Wait, so this is a digital only calendar? A digital only calendar. I so am not, I'm not did, printing calendars. Why did we do the photo shoot then? What photo shoot? The swimsuit photo shoot for the calendar. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, man, secrets. <laughs> we we got to keep things on the down low. Oh, All right, you you heard nothing. There's there's a reason why Sam is not here, and you exactly you heard nothing. It's crunch time. Uh, roll roll the slide. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Production. There. Uh, <laughs> I get that it's new. Uh, I get that the variable of being on site introduces all of these crazy things. But how is it that even the LA studio? Like Watchpoint has production issues. That that's the one they have full con- complete control over. Like eh, maybe by the grand final things will work out. I'm telling you, there's one dude running around in a room trying to uh, manage everything. That's how it looks like from the just from a viewer's perspective. Yeah, I know this. This question had come up actually on social media. Like, you know, what were my thoughts or our thoughts uh, as to how it'll be in Vancouver? I can't speak to the actual YouTube production. You know, the one thing that the Vancouver Titans have that some of the other teams don't is the experience with production. And Vancouver Canucks used to have pay-per-view games that the Vancouver Canucks themselves broadcast. So they had all of the infrastructure in Rogers Arena, which is where the homestands will be taking place. They had studios. They had all the, you know, essentially where everything was set up so that they could manage themselves. They had an actual production studio. Now, whether that's all still in place, I don't know. There have been quite some time since the, the pay-per-view happened, but I do know that um, the the local rights holder for the Vancouver Canucks, which is uh, Sportsnet, Roger Sportsnet, they often broadcast uh, radio from the uh, arena, uh, TV from the arena. So I, I'm not too worried. And maybe, maybe the Vancouver Titans will be able to show some of these other organizations and possibly the Overwatch League how to do things right. I mean, the last feed will be controlled by uh, Blizzard at the end of the day. By yeah, the well, yeah, exactly. Crunch time could still happen. Uh, it's so upsetting to me because if you just check out MLG stream, because they're streaming the same game, the same feed, the quality is so crisp and so amazing. It's like uh, annoying Dis- without even call- uh, talking about the entire like time Sorry. issues. And- ML- MLG's got better quality... It's the same stream, is it though? It isn't right, but it looks so, so, so much better. I'm not sure. It's a, it's probably a YouTube thing, but that's still weird. Like it, I know, I know. That's uh-huh. why I brought it up. It's it's incredible to me. It's so upsetting. Oh well, them's the breaks. Hopefully, you know, crunch and time does happen. Not, and yeah, yeah, and it's it's sad because the games themselves are quite good outside of Houston's games and the 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 work that was done both in in New York and Dallas and now recently in Philadelphia the events look spectacular the fans are into it 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 looks amazing unfortunately the way it's transmitted to us it is not great it like brings the experience down a little bit yeah so here we are at the end of one of our longest podcast episodes <laughs> ever 
Like we're not even into 40 minutes yet. This is, this is unreal. I think the last time we had an episode this long, it was when, you know, it was just me and like half of it was music. Well, we can do that. (laughs) I guess we could, but, uh, the thing that I continue to mention, I'm not here next week. I won't be here the week after that. I am entrusting this podcast in the hands of Sam and Omni. And I'm kind of scared because all I know is you guys are going to talk NBA nonstop. Like I won't get any of the references. You're probably going to scare off all of our, you know, hardcore, you know, RSP supporters. Unless we get a ton of uh, Titans news. uh, There's no, no reason to worry. Well, that's, that's true. That is completely true. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe maybe the Vancouver Titans will do me a solid and push out so much news that the, the two of you can can stay on top of things. Um, think you'll line up any special guests? Uh, we'll try. <laughs> I know. Here I am. I'm putting you on the spot, and we haven't really even talked about the logistics of things. All I know like, is the two of you are going to take care. Reach out to NBA personnel this time of the season and get them on the podcast, but we'll try. What are you talking about? It's like, you know, <laughs> middle of the season. And I've watched NBA games before. Really, as long as they don't miss the final 30 seconds of the game, it's all yeah. good. We should get Steve Nash. Hey, he might be available. I I, I don't know if he's into to gaming, but uh, there are uh, right, other NBA players that are. Right, Fox is into gaming. Oh, my well, God. Well, yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick's, Rick's totally into it. Uh, anywho uh, if you are looking for the podcast online though and you reach this far uh, readystephone.com is your source for everything to do with the uh, podcast any news that we might be able to share uh, we've got our schedule there as I said if you want to reach out to us and contact us uh, go to readystephone.com slash contact and uh, you'll be able to reach out by email you can leave us a voicemail you can send us a message or a text uh, again, all sorts of different ways. The other thing I'll mention as well, uh, we had a review last week. We didn't have a review this week is we would love more and more reviews. Even if, uh, you're to tell us that we are trash. That's okay. I get told I'm trash. Like every second match when I'm playing overwatch. So I'm pretty much used to it. I, it's funny. I actually got called trash just before we hit record here. I was playing, uh, <laughs> playing ball and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing in my mind quite well. And the problem was, is that apparently people on my team thought I was the opposition ball, um, who didn't have a, a, a good time. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, pl- you know, highlight of the match is me as Ryan going ham. Um, <laughs> I got golds galore. I've done all this damage. We've still lost but yeah, I'm a trash ball. Well, that happens. Maybe you should try a different game like legend of soul guard. Oh man, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, those ads are gonna be the end of me. <laughs> but any any final uh, words of wisdom for for all of our listeners uh, who have still continued to tune in week over week over week? I'm actually paused right now. We have to wait for the technical difficulties to get fixed. Uh, have a drink, everyone. Uh, as for me, uh, I hope things are golden outside of just me. I am, as I said, off to the UK for uh, just over a week, and then I'm actually in Toronto, Sam's favorite place, the week after that. So you won't uh, continue to hear the sweet dulcet tones of me. Instead, you'll get the sweet dulcet tones of Sam and Omni. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Steve Nash if they happen to track down how to get him uh, on the podcast. I just got a DM right now. <laughs> so on behalf of Omni at Omni Stray, if the missing in action, Sam at another Sam Chan, myself, Chris at Light Forest, we're going to end this episode with those magical two words, which are catchphrases. Thank you.